0: And welcome to the second season of the Game Design Podcast. Once again, my name is Brad Carney of Final Boss Entertainment, and we've been on a bit of a hiatus over the past few months. When we did our two-part episode talking about our game rack a while back, it seemed like a good ending point for the first season, and take a bit of a break and recharge our batteries. Maybe that wasn't totally intentional, and maybe I got carried away with Heroes of the Storm, but we're back with some great game design topics to discuss. Now that we're back with a second season, I want to make this one an improvement over the first. For one, I've got some fancy new sound equipment, so the podcast should sound better than ever. If you're a hopeless audiophile like me, I know you're excited. Second, I'm going to dedicate myself to a new episode each week. The release schedule was too lax last season, and I don't think that helped the show. Finally, I want better, more natural conversations, more guests that are friends of the show with a broader pool of topics to discuss. Bringing out a big-time game designer and then limiting the conversation to just awesome awesome level design? Does that game even have levels? No idea. Uh, It's probably not the best way to go about doing things. I'm even thinking about streaming the podcast live. We'll see. Anyway, very much looking forward to Season 2. Alright, so on to today's topic. Fitting right in with the podcast being back, we're talking about comeback mechanics. Basically, in any sort of competitive game, these are mechanics that favor the player or team that's losing. It's a way of keeping the match exciting and preventing those who are ahead from resting on their laurels. If there's hope that the losing team can make a comeback, it keeps everyone invested. The losing team has a good reason to play hard, and the winning team has to keep their guard up, and the outcome isn't assured for anyone watching. I think a great example of this is the revenge meter in Street Fighter 4. In that game, every fighter has an ultra, which is a very flashy and powerful move, and successfully landing one is often key to winning. However, the only way to power up your revenge meter and use an ultra is by taking damage. In other words, the player who's more behind has more revenge meter at their disposal, and therefore a more powerful ultra to use for their comeback. You have gotta be careful though to strike a delicate balance. If comeback mechanics are too weak, players can feel like the game is over before it actually is. If they're too strong, it can be frustrating for the better players. If comeback mechanics give momentum to the losing team, so they not only even things up, but surge ahead, that could be a problem. In a previous life when I played Marvel vs. Capcom 3, this was something you would often see with the X-Factor mechanic. This mechanic that you could activate once per match would provide a speed and damage increase based on how many characters on your 3-man roster were dead. Oftentimes, we'd see a lone anchor rip through a full 3-man team using X-Factor before the other player could even get their bearings. Was it favorable to be down your last character in the game? Probably not, but there were times where it seemed a bit unfair. Kind of the opposite of the comeback mechanic is the snowball mechanic, a rich get richer situation. Once a player or team sees an advantage, these mechanics make it very difficult for the opponent to stay competitive. They make games boring and largely decided from the beginning. I don't recommend them, no need to name any examples here, but they exist. definitely exist. So, coming up, we'll be talking to friend of the show, Andrew Rozanovski, about some of these comeback mechanics and some other things. We'll get into a bunch of different topics, but after that, I'll be back at the end to wrap things up. So, why don't we start off by talking about Basically, the main reason this podcast has not been around for a while, the fact that you got me into a little game called Heroes of the Storm. Uh, yes. We talked about it a little bit, I think, on one of the last episodes where I hadn't played it yet, but you were, you were telling me about it. W- why don't we explain to the people at home a little bit more about this game and why maybe it's so addictive and why 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 it's made it difficult for me to get some work done and just it kind of what makes the game so great and fun and what it is and all that stuff.
1: Sure, yeah, that works. Uh basically what it is is uh, they uh Blizzard markets it if you look on the their website as a hero brawler, but that's just a fancy Blizzard term for calling it a MOBA.
0: It's a MOBA. Yeah, I've never heard anyone refer to it exactly. as a yeah, hero brawler. Yeah, no,
1: never. It, yeah, only the Lost Vikings in the game refer to <laughs> it
0: <as> that. But, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and like yeah. they—they're they, official Blizzard employees, so they—they they have to refer to it that exactly,
1: way. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, if you've heard of League of Legends or Dota Two, it's basically Blizzard's take on that, and uh, it's five on it's five v five on a map, and it's a uh, it's very addicting. You can ask either one of us. So,
0: and if, if if anyone doubts that it's Blizzard's take on Dota, for for a while it was literally called Blizzard Dota internally. So,
1: yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but Which yeah, it's ironic. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah c- considering sure. they, we don't need to go into the whole history, but you know they originated the the you know kind of where it all came from, and then Valve made their own version. They're trying to take it back, but anyway, anyway. But yeah, yeah. It, it's a. Uh, yeah, but you know, it it is a it is a five on five multiplayer game and very addictive. Probably gonna have to do an uh, an episode on gamification and huh. at some point, probably probably a whole lot to get into there. But you know, they they oh, do price. use all these techniques to basically get you to play uh even though maybe you don't necessarily want to you know it's like first just just as like a a, a small first it's like if you're about to level up uh you know i i know that's something they they've researched and are well aware of but you know people are more likely to play so they can grind up to Reaching that next level, reaching that next milestone, and you know they no they, they, f- they feel compelled to, and you know they're playing for reasons other than hey, it's fun. So,
1: yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. They've they've made it quite the addictive game, and Blizzard has a you know history of doing that. So they're
0: pretty yeah, good. I, I I think anyone who's uh, familiar with World of Warcraft and knows all the people who have basically just gone into that black hole never to return alive. uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, alive, but you know, um, no j- just get sucked into that world and uh, you know, had it be fairly impactful on their lives. Um, you know, yes. I-, I-, I think we probably all know people who've gotten addicted to WoW, and that's the end of their social life, or
1: everybody knows you know, somebody who is into WoW at one point, so
0: yeah, yeah, no but doubt. so. Yeah, so I mean, basically, you got me into this game for a while, and you know, I kind of like I like kind of like I said in the intro, you know, it, the, the last episode we did, it did kind of seem like a good point to kind of call that the season finale and take a little break, but maybe didn't intend for it to be this long <laughs> of a break, so.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, enough is enough and uh, time to time to get back in the wagon. It's time to start uh, giving people content that uh, season two. Exactly, exactly. Uh, But so one of the things that is uh, that is in this game and, you know, it kind of kind of the main thing I wanted to talk to you today uh, about is comeback mechanics. Yeah. you know, it, basically, these are mechanics that keep the game interesting. Uh, just just when you think you uh, you know you have the outcome all figured out, suddenly whoever's losing they manage to make a comeback. And uh, you know, sometimes there's little mechanics that help out with that. And uh, I, I know Heroes of the Storm certainly has its fair share of those.
1: Oh yeah, it really does. You know, it, it's it's a little bit less um, obvious, I think, than other games and other genres which we can discuss but yeah 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 it's definitely present yeah Uh, you know um comeback mechanics you know ever since people became aware of them and stuff you know they're very they're very uh divisive so you know basically the the better slash you know more top gamer you are at the particular game the more you probably hate them Yeah. uh, But you know, for the viewers at home, especially for esports and stuff like that, it's a good way of, you know, keeping casual people's interests
0: and but then, that's, that's an important point to go back to, and that's something I've, I've noticed as well. Uh, usually, like, the better players, the top players, are really not fans of these mechanics because usually they're the ones who are ahead, they have a lead. They don't want to give the other player a chance to come back and exactly, be back yeah. into it. They, they, they want to, once they're ahead, they want to stay ahead and yep. get even more ahead. They, they, they want the game to snowball, which is something we'll talk yeah. about a little later on.
1: Exactly, yeah, no, no question, and, you know, Having you know, you and I have been on, you know, been in competitive gaming for a while. I see both sides of it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, for the viewer and everything, you know, for the casual stuff, it's it makes things way more interesting. So, oh, I, I, I understand absolutely. that. Yeah, there's no doubt.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's. I mean, just think about like anytime you're watching like a, a sporting event or any kind of game. If someone were to get off to an early lead and that lead would be compounded. They would, that would more than likely lead to them getting more ahead. I mean, the, what's the point in continuing to watch? I mean, the outcome's decided. It's no longer exciting. Uh, it might only be exciting in that, in that very beginning part where, uh, yeah you know, or things are a little still up in the air, but you know, once that ball gets rolling, if, if there's no way to stop that, it kind of right. loses interest in things. It, it really doesn't kind of cease as being interesting at that point.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, I mean, it, It doesn't matter, you know, regardless of, you know, trying to pull in the casual audience is nothing new to esports or Mm -hmm. anything else. You know, it's been around since the dawn of time. So, you know, if people don't think there's much of an actual competition, people are not going to be very interested in it. You know, just kind of like, oh, well, yeah, that's going to go that way. You know, if there's no chance of an upset or the chances of an upset are extremely low, then, you know, people aren't going to pay attention. And it's not going to last very long. So, um, you know, you kind of – and on the flip side of that, you know, we kind of discussed a few minutes ago about, you know, when you're in the competitive mindset, you're in the middle of this competitive stuff. And, you know, when you're in the lead, you don't really care for these comeback mechanics. But on the flip side, when you're you're losing, you know, you love comeback mechanics because it can help you, you know, turn the tide and stuff. So it makes it – excuse me. It makes it interesting too from that competitive – Uh, side because you always know hey you know i can yeah i'm losing right now but if i can you know angle this combo if it's a fighting game or something like that that you get in a situation where the comeback mechanic can help you it can really you know sway the outcome of a match and you know it's very good if you're trying to you know go in a tournament or something it's like well you know thank goodness that's available
0: yeah yeah it 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 gives you something to a reason to uh keep your head up it gives you a reason to be hopeful and yeah. I, always, always uh reason to hang in there. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the uh, the competitive side of it. Uh, so, I mean, you were mentioned a little bit like, you know, the person who's on the losing end of it. I also think these mechanics can be. Kind of good for people who are on the winning side. So I mean, sure, sometimes people whine; they don't think, "Oh, these people shouldn't be able to come back." Blah blah. blah. But I think deep down, maybe they do kind of like these mechanics just a little bit because it does kind of keep force you to stay on your toes and stay on edge. So if these comebacks didn't exist, you know, once you got off to a lead, ah, you know, I mean, ah, who cares? They're not going to come back. Ah, you'll probably be more inclined to take your foot off the. Yeah, but if I could speak English, you will probably be more inclined to take your foot off the pedal and think you had to get boring at that point. And you're probably not having as much fun as you otherwise would if there wasn't just this little bit of a threat of a, of a comeback.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it keeps you, you know, you got to keep your competitive edge more you got to keep you know focused like you said because i mean there's if you can just autopilot you know eventually if someone's so dominant at a game or something like that there's like well yeah i'm I'm done here there's nothing for me to prove and go on to something else yeah yeah it does you know I, i it's one of those things where it's subtle or you know subconscious that i'm sure you know when you're in the middle of it it's like man i can't believe that you know i just got hit by this random thing and i lost the, the match because of it and stuff but yeah yeah i mean ideally in the back of your mind you do it does force you to stay on your game more often mm-hmm. yeah
0: i think we can i think we can all agree winning is fun autopilot probably not as much right yeah so why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about uh some specific examples of mm-hmm. comeback mechanics um I, I think a lot of people at this point uh are familiar with fighting games especially with uh Evo now going to take place at a giant uh, arena in Vegas. Uh, what, what is it? The Caesars or what is it? Uh, uh, the finals is at the Mandalay Bay. Mandalay so. Bay. Uh, Evo has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. 12,000
1: um, seats. Oh, geez. That's going to be nuts. You're going to that, right? Uh, yeah, I'm planning on So it should be pretty good. Okay.
0: I I haven't officially decided no yet, but I don't know. It's I mean, after last time. We don't need to go into what happened to me last time I You're went. You're there,
1: yeah.
0: Let's just say it was not a thousand dollars well spent. Anyway, uh, but I think a lot of people are familiar with fighting games, so they're probably familiar with uh, Street Fighter and those. A lot of the, a lot of the way like some of the mechanics work in these games. Why don't we talk a little bit about the big comic mechanic in Street Fighter Four, the Revenge Meter? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So uh, what they decided to do pretty early on in Street Fighter's four development was a you know they're like hey we kind of need a because if you look at some of the older games, older Street Fighter games, it was very uh, there wasn't really a comeback mechanic, you know that would people or it would be immediately obvious. So right. we decided to do a, what's called a revenge meter, and basically the whole premise behind that is, as you as you lose, as you as you take damage and everything, your health bar goes down. This revenge meter goes up, and then um, when the revenge meter hits fifty percent of its total. Uh, capacity it would start flashing and then you would have a access to a move called an ultra move in that game and uh, basically it was a move only available to you if your revenge gauge was high enough like i said before and it was a uh, is a very high damaging it was the single highest damaging damage uh, move that that character had so basically you know if you can just imagine it you know you start the round you're losing you're losing oh you know you're down to like oh man this guy has like you know 40 percent more health than me oh and then you get this and then you know you land it in a combo or something you completely turn the tide of the match just you know because it's like hey i'm losing i'm losing oh i hit this i'm winning now and, you know yeah, stuff right. like that and then on the flip side that guy you know now he's got access to it so mm-hmm. you know it flips back and forth so it was a it was a method they used to try to you know have kind of momentum shifts during a round,
0: which which makes the game exciting when, when you have these kind of uh, this kind of back and forth seesaw effect with uh, a yeah. who's winning, who's who's losing. Uh, yeah, I, I do think it's important to point out that the the strength of this ultra, uh, I mean, it is dependent on you know how much damage you've taken. So it's it's like the further behind you get, the more powered up this bar gets, and yeah. Yeah. So basically, the more you're losing, the more potential you have to come back and. Make things exciting, so.
1: Yep, and uh, one of the uh, a method that they did is if you look at um, if you look at most fighting games, uh, you have you know typically everyone like you said you've, you're familiar enough with Street Fighter Four probably by now, especially by listening to this podcast. Yeah. If you um, you know, there's rounds. We need to
0: broaden our uh, our pool of games. I think. Yeah, so. <laughs> we can
1: talk about Street Fighter Five. No I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, there we go. But, uh, no, if you look, uh, you know, there's a super a super bar down below that uh it that carries over per per round but what um the developers decided to do with the the revenge gauge to you know incentivize you to use it was that they only made it a per round basis so Hmm. you know let's say if you lost round one with a full revenge gauge you would start round two with an empty gauge again so Hmm. you know they're incentivizing you to use it per round say hey you know you got to use it's only a per round basis thing it's not a match basis thing so, right right you know they wanted these big swings like you were saying
0: right right yeah, yeah that's that's interesting yeah yeah and uh it, they, I, I don't really think mission accomplished on that uh, mm-hmm. you know it's it's i mean those ultras they are very flashy exciting moves uh you know when they do go off usually the crowd gets hype and uh i mm-hmm. very much enjoy seeing the, these flashy momentum changing uh moves and So it's it's good that they're incentivizing those to be used more often.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and you know, it it was a big, uh, you know, it was a big uh, change from the way Street Fighter had been played before. So you know, it it took some getting used to, and you know, eventually the meta and everything adapted around it. But yeah, it was pretty interesting from the get go. The meta?
0: Are are you bringing terms from uh, *Heroes of the Storm* into Street Fighter?
1: Hey, I just want to say that (laughs) I've heard Street Fighter players say the meta. So oh really yeah it's not just me. Oh, it's, but it's, yes i i'm thinking it's, of it it's
0: boiling my... over into other it's right, it's genres over mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah there, there you go that's that's
0: more apt um i, I, I probably I, did that all originate with dota and league anyway like the meta yeah it did okay all right okay so yeah anyway <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I know some of, uh, I mean, you're probably more familiar with, uh, you know, some of the specific individual Street Fighter matches. But, you know, just just having, like, this mechanic has definitely, like, resulted in, like, many, many just, like, huge swings of momentum. Just, like, giant comebacks mm-hmm. uh, in the game that's it's made it one of the more exciting Street Fighter games.
1: Yeah, to watch, at least. Yeah, right, right, right play not so much but that's a <laughs> it's a different topic well but yes it's
0: probably better than street fighter 3 probably so
1: <laughs> yeah that's a whole nother discussion.
0: probably better than alpha
1: <laughs> so yeah exactly you know it's just it's Different strokes are different folks on Street
0: Fighter. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, wh- one thing uh, that I did think of while you were talking about that was, uh, like, Street Fighter 2. And, like, that game really doesn't have much in terms of comeback mechanics. But then again, like, the damage is so high in that game. Like, you almost don't need them. It's almost it, like one landed combo is its own comeback mechanic. It's it like,
1: actually has, like, an early implementation, at least Super Turbo does, of a, dam- of a comeback mechanic. So... I didn't know this until I, you know, you asked me about this topic, and I started doing some research, and it explains quite a bit of stuff about that game to me. But um, so the way the way damage works in uh, Super Turbo, which is the last iteration of Street Fighter Two, you know, there's like nine thousand versions of it. That is the over nine thousand. Anyway, sorry, game sorry. Continue. 20, uh, game's twenty two years old, if you can believe that. But anyway, okay. Um, so what what happens is there's a, um, you know there's a scales worth of damage right so basically everything in that game I don't remember the exact number of points you have for a health bar it's not a hundred that would make sense Capcom doesn't do stuff like that at least back then so uh, it was like from 20, 22 to 26 right points of damage a move could do right and it was a sliding scale so quite literally you could do you could do a dragon punch you know reuse signature uppercut move you could do it once. It could do 25 damage. You could do it again. It hit him. It only do 22, right? Like there's an inherent random randomness to the damage in that game. Good uh, job, Capcom. Anyway, yeah, it would explain why things are silly in that game. Okay. Well, anyway, what they did was they implemented an algorithm that said that okay, if uh, you lose a round, then the chances of you getting higher damage are greater. They just cut off the lower band, right? So mm-hmm. I said it was 22 to 26 normally. You'd only really be uh, oscillating between 24 and 26 damage and that also worked for stuns too so if you've so if you, you can go it's no one's going to do this but if you really wanted to you can go and play a match you you win a round and then the loser of round one will be able to win, stun and do more damage to the winner of round one and round two it doesn't I, that doesn't make any sense but that's what they decided to do so it's like okay so like so what that does is that actually opens up like touch of death combos which are if which are basically like you hit the opponent once and you can do a hundred percent combo they can't do anything about it so it actually there's actually a touch of death combos in super turbo that you can only do if you lost the first round and it only works like 60 percent of the time because you don't know it's like everything has to scale right it's just like
0: and you also wow. have to be standing on your head and the moon like, has to be full and it's like
1: what a great game so yeah it's uh oh, yeah, plenty yeah, of randomness yeah. in that game but yeah but okay so there's that in super turbo and also too um super turbo is the first street fighter game that had the super moves that everyone knows now and if you look back the Playing the fighting game community saw the super moves actually as a as a comeback mechanic and hated it. So it's funny now that like super moves are so pervasive mm-hmm. in fighting games, and then the original implementation in the Street Fighter, everyone was just like, "Oh my god, these are so scrubby," which is you know bad. And mm-hmm. it's just like, "Oh, this is you know." It, so I just find it funny, you know, that it was frowned upon then, and now everyone just it it's not even a thing. It's just so pervasive now. So.
0: Yeah, and I, I think probably part of that is people like them. They're flashy, so. Yeah,
1: and I they're, think they're, they're
0: going to be more forgiving of these flashy, exciting, cool things.
1: We've probably, you know, people probably died hearing the Street Fighter 2 discussion, but uh, it's a great <laughs> game. At least everyone's probably played it before, so at some point, so. It's, it's yeah, a it's. reference.
0: Yeah, I, I think especially people in the, the fighting game community. Although, I don't know, how, how available is it
1: still? I don't. ST is pretty available. Okay, yeah, I guess there's a remix that's on... Uh, yeah, 360, PS3 and stuff. Yeah,
0: is it available on PS4 the, and <laughs> the X-Bone?
1: No, no. Yeah. I don't know if anything's available on the X-Bone. Yeah. Besides Killer Instinct, so... Well, that's a big win, but... Soon to be coming to Windows 10, so... Is it really? It's a free plug for Iron Galaxy, I think. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yes.
0: Isn't an Iron Galaxy, the, uh, the Skullgirls people...
1: That is uh, not them. It's something else. Okay,
0: whatever.
1: We're <laughs> we old quite a bit. Yeah, weren't we? Yeah, all the nine fighting game people are probably <laughs> dead by now. I know they, they they all they
0: all tuned out long ago. It's fine. It's uh, but let's here. We'll 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 make it all good. We'll we'll bring we'll, we'll bring it back right now. Yes. Let's yes. let's talk about some some non fighting games. Ultimate Morrow versus Capcom three. <laughs> so. Exactly. Anyway, I know it's, this is another fighting game. But we'll, we'll get to some non-fighting games uh, shortly, but um, mm-hmm. no, it's. I mean, like to me, this is like the. Th- this is like the most overt uh, example of like a comeback mechanic. So, uh-huh. like, like th- this game, it- it's a three-on-three three fighting game. So, so like you kill one character, the second one comes in kill the second the third comes in if you kill off the third then you win congratulations ko uh but this this has a basically like a power up you can activate at any time uh and like the strength of it depends on um how many how many uh, fighters are dead on your team so basically like the more you're behind the more powerful this becomes and so you know it, when it's looking like the the match is snowballing against you you pop that and uh, at an opportune time, and, you know, can make an absolutely giant comeback.
1: Yeah, um, this is, you know, th- this is, like, the the, the team who, de- who developed uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is a separate team that did uh, Street Fighter 4, and it's, like, the team... I did Marvel three. Looked at that and it's like you know the that the revenge that revenge gauge stuff looks pretty cool. Now let's take it up you know three orders of magnitude. And then you get what's called X Factor. Is what Brad's talking about. It is. It's extremely open ended.
0: And it is magnitudes more powerful than is, Revenge meter. It is disgustingly like, like when we get to the point where we're starting to talk about how <laughs> maybe it's bad if these comic comic mechanics are too overpowered. This will definitely yeah.
1: be. I, yeah. I agree. I it's example number one. It makes I mean, basically the nice thing about it, I'll say in its defense, it basically makes almost two any two matches of Ultimate Wars Capcom three different. It's just it's crazy. That is true. That is true. It's very all over the place. So
0: yeah, but I mean, this is I mean, this is just like one of the more powerful. Probably the most powerful comeback mechanic I've I've ever seen in a game. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's not uncommon for. <laughs> okay, let's put it in like when this happens, like people like barely blink an eye. You, you will have matches where where you kill off the first character, you kill off the second character. Almost kill off the third character without taking any damage. Like, the match is, like, basically over at that point. No, the other person pops X-Factor, rips through the first character, rips through the second character, rips through the third character. Like, before, like, you even know what happened. And it's just the, like, I had this in the bag. How did this happen? What? The, before the, you can compose yourself, before anything. Like, the match is already over. Like, it leads to, like, that much, like, such a high degree of momentum that it's it's just, it's insane.
1: The best way I can describe it is basically, you know, take what Brad said. And I can sum it. I can summarize it into this: it's probably still in the game is pretty much dead competitively, but uh, it's still to this day a very powerful tactic to construct a team, to have your last character be amazing at X Factor, and have that be a viable topic it's like okay no matter you know the fir- whatever the first two characters do is right, this gravy right. That guy will clean all you know just make a three character come back no problem so yeah yeah you're you're relying solely on the fact that your first two characters may not do anything and you'll probably still win the game right. so it's it's you know it, it happens like, there's regularly. a lot of people who have a problem with it i might add
0: yeah it, it happens regularly in the game and yeah. it's just
1: it, it's to you know a casual observer like wow that's really impressive but you know after playing for a while it's just like It
0: happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To us, it's just like, yep. (laughs) Especially if you're just on the receiving end of it. It's just... Marvel 3, you know? Yep, that's Marvel. That's Marvel happening, so... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so... These these comeback mechanics, I I mean... uh, Okay, I I mean, going back to Mm -hmm. X-Factor. If they feel, like, too powerful... Like, to the point where, like, it almost incentivizes you to be behind... Yes. Like then, I, I think that's when you know, like you, you've gone too far. These these mechanics are too powerful, and I think you definitely make a case for that with X Factor, maybe.
1: Uh yeah, I, I agree. I think it's. I mean, I, mean, I think if there's one mechanic where comeback mechanic where you're like, is this you know, it's just like right on that that edge. It's like this is maybe a little bit too good. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. and. You know, it's like the
0: old Star Wars line, like, strike me down and I will become more powerful yeah. than you can possibly imagine.
1: Right. I mean, it, it it adds a lot of intrigue to the game. Oh, definitely. Me, don't get me wrong, but, yeah, there's, you know, there there's times where, yeah, I mean, if a comeback mechanic's too strong, then, you know, basically just what you said, it's like, well, you know. It, there's not, there, there's, you're incentivizing less doing well and just getting hit early, mm. you know, losing. Right. right. Like, okay. Wow. Yeah. You know, got access to my nuke. I won. Yeah. 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 Like, why it's, am I even playing this game? Right.
0: It's, it's de emphasizing the importance of the early game. So,
1: yeah, it is. <laughs> there, there you
0: go. There, there's, there's some more MOBA terminology for you. But anyway, mm. um,
1: or Starcraft. But yeah. 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 I digress.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's so. I mean, it's it's something where it's like you, you definitely have to be careful that the mechanic isn't too powerful. But but at the same time, it's you know if it's too weak, then yeah, there's not much of a point, right? Yeah, yeah. It then you know matches feel hopeless, and the mechanic doesn't even feel like it's there. And yeah, yeah it's 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 rough. Um,
1: it is. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of go back to the you know loosely you can kind of go back to the super turbo thing i was telling about it's just like oh well great right, yeah access to this more damage and more stun opportunity but i have zero control of when it happens and uh you know like it's just so random it doesn't help right you can't count on it where right. the x factor is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum you can right. control it anytime you want and access it even if you're winning which is i think to me that's the thing about x factor right it's like with the revenge stuff in uh, Street Fighter Four, you could theoretically gain it while you're winning, but it's very difficult. Right? And is, with a specific mechanic, and it, it would be difficult. In Street Fighter, you know, Super Turbo example I used, you had to be losing. Mm-hmm. But with with X Factor, you could be winning, and then say, "I want to win more and do it." Right? It, it's finish it's him. Yeah, it's just like you know golly i all can think about as heroes of the storm terms you know the win more it's just like yeah i want to right. win more now right so yeah it, it's uh yeah x factor i think it's fa- fair to say it broke a lot of hearts it's yeah a lot of people who are very bitter about that to this day yeah
0: yeah, yeah. um but here here's why I will defend x factor because i mean there, there are a couple more points that i, I do want to make uh, about this mechanic um Okay, the, the Street Fighter one I don't like so much because, uh, especially the Street Fighter two one, where it's like, oh, after you've lost round, you're just automatically stronger. That that seems a little hokey to me. It doesn't seem like it's uh, like rewarding. It's just kind of like, okay, you're losing, let's just auto automatically make you better. Whereas like a, a revenge mechanic, you still have to control like when you want to bust that out, when you want to use it. With X Factor, you still have to you know choose a good time to activate it. Uh, you know and, and and make your move so yeah it's not one of those things where it's like oh well you know you're losing so let's just let's just you know f- uh, fudge some numbers here a little bit let's just let's just automatically you know wave magic wand and yeah you know automatically give you more power for the next round it, it kind of seems like cheating to me
1: yeah well i mean i think you i i think you'd- I think you hit the nail on the head too, because that's the only game Capcom ever did that. Then they're like, "Yeah, this is dumb," and they never did it in any other game after that. So, good job,
0: Capcom. Good job. You know,
1: they're like, uh, "This is a, a really non-sarcastic work. good job, Capcom." That's, you know, they're like, "Hey, weird. let's add custom combos." Anyway, that's a whole separate discussion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there comes a point where it's just like artificially just silly, right? Right. Right. Like, oh well, yeah, you know, sorry you lost. You're fifty times more powerful than the other guy. It's just mm-hmm. like. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Why not? And I, I think Heroes of the Storm does it well, too. So, like, for people who aren't totally familiar with, uh, like, mob mechanics, there, there's usually, like, a leveling system uh, in the game. So, it's, like, you know, you can kill enemy, enemy players or, like, little creeps that run around uh, and basically get experience and, you know, level your entire team up, uh, which, which gives you, like, a more talents and more stats. So, it's, like, you have more health. Your characters do. More damage and potentially have more abilities if you reach certain key levels. Um, so it's so okay. So I mean, basically, uh, so and you when you okay, so you get experience when you kill heroes in this game. You get m- more experience, actually, far more experience if you kill heroes when you are down levels. So if if they're more powerful and everything than you, and like to me that's that's actually a great thing. Like it's not really like a comeback mechanic, but. You're being rewarded more for doing something that's actually more difficult. You know, if yeah. if you're killing someone who is a higher level than you, that's far more challenging than killing someone when they're an even level with you, or even when they're a lower level than you. So it makes sense that the reward would be higher, mm-hmm. and it just so happens to get you back into the game too, and make the game more more interesting and uh, exciting.
1: Yeah, um there's a lot of individual mechanics in Heroes of the Storm that, you know, kind of um you know, the the most obvious example is what Brad just said, right? The you know, hey, you actually gain more experience if you kill a hero then you're down more than uh you know, if you're up ahead or same level, right? And that's nice. And you know, I remember remember when I real, I remember when I read that, I was like, Wow, is that true? And I was like, Oh my god, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> But uh, no something. We should out, stop dying when we're yeah, ahead. We should exactly. You should be but, careful. Um, you know something that uh, is built into the game, and it's not really you know I, I'm not gonna use a, I'm not gonna say it's a comeback mechanic, but it's a uh, it's a momentum mechanic. Let's say uh, uh, I'm sure you'll agree with this. But uh, basically, like you know, like Brett said, you know, you level up during the game. You start at level one, right? And then uh, you know, you have you can die, right? And you always respawn, but If you die early, you respawn quicker. So the later, the the higher the levels go, the longer the respawn timer takes. So you can conceivably, you know, have a what's called a team wipe, right? Which is you have a team of five, all five of your guys die, right? Well, um, you know, the later and it makes sense. The later you go on a game, the longer the respawn timer is. So the more important it is not to die. And um, you know, if you're down you know you, if you're down a level or two and you manage to pick off two or three of their guys and their respawn timers are a minute you can go and win the game really easy because mm-hmm. they can't you know it's a 5 on 2 situation right two guys a level up on 5 it's it's not a big enough level advantage right mm-hmm. so the the respawn timer is like a you know it's more like a momentum right like it it evens out because right like if you're skilled enough yeah you might have a bad game you know but if you're like if you're skilled enough and you're good at you know micro mechanics of the game you can go win a team fight later on yeah you might be down a level or two but hey you can still go win the game right mm-hmm. so you know the most obvious comeback mechanic in heroes is that hey you get more experience as they go lower but even at the end you know it's kind of everything kind of evens out then at that point i feel like I feel like heroes is like there's kind of like a curve because you know once you get once you get twenty on it's uh, you know level twenty on it's just kind of all the same really, pretty much. But you know there's there's different parts of the game where it's very you know oh my god like you've got to make a huge play Mm -hmm. and you know the problem is (laughs) the problem is when I I talk to my friends and everything it's you know it's just like this it's like heroes is so situational like i'd have to spend five minutes outlining a very detailed situation to get to a point i want to make so it's very difficult but yes there's a lot of comeback mechanics in heroes it's a great game everyone should go play it it's free to play blizzard (laughs) i I demand a check in the mail because i got this guy playing it i I want i want to i want some retribution i want something i want something
0: they've made plenty of money off of me (laughs) except they really haven't because i I don't. I don't spend too much on the game. It is you're a free to play master. I, I I'm a free to play master. Yeah, I, 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 I. I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder. But What's wrong with that. But yeah, some of the skins still look cool though. And I, I, I never have the new heroes when they come out. I don't have Zul. Why don't I have Zul? He's so cool. He's anyway, cool. he's cool. He is. He, he's very cool. He, for for those who don't know, he's a necromancer. He's from Diablo 2. He's he's really cool. Oh, Bone Prison, so good. Anyway, um but yeah I, I do agree with you like the, the death times it is like a big momentum thing but it, it is also like a, a, a comeback mechanic too um yeah, so in a it's way. yeah yeah well I mean it's if the other if if you're behind and you kill them and they stay dead longer that gives you more time to catch up uh you know it's like you're you, you have an advantage for more time than the other team does so you know you, you can build some you know you, you can come back from that yeah it's, it's momentum it's it's a uh, you know you can, Kind of snowball that uh, that advantage a little bit, yeah. And they come up angry and they're alive again. And they come after you, um, true. But yeah, it. it uh, so I, I mean, d- definitely kudos to um, to Blizzard and their comic mechanics in that game. Um, but yeah, I, I did want to discuss real quick uh, some. Not in real life examples, but uh, <laughs> so some, some like sports examples of uh, of comeback mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely had a couple. Uh, the, the one I did want to mention was a uh, football, the uh, the onside kick. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think probably a lot of people are familiar with football, although yeah, maybe not, maybe not. We, we should probably explain it, but um, but basically, uh, so well can't really explain football it's it's too weird like that's why it hasn't caught on in the rest of the world like it's too complicated to explain yeah, it's it's like, okay there's four to do downs and you gotta get tenure yeah uh, yeah but but yeah anyway i the, the the brief version is um basically when you uh like anytime you score a touchdown or like score some kind of point you you kick the ball to the opposing team so like it's it's their turn uh you know that's which is kind of a comeback mechanic on its own or at the very least uh Preventing snowballing, um, so you you kick the ball to the other team. So usually you have like the other team lines up like way on the other side of the field, and you, you kick the ball all the way to them. Um, however, if you only kick the ball like a certain distance, uh, you know, like like fifty yards or or whatever it is, or past the fifty yard line, I don't know, whatever. Don't, it's 10 don't yards. quote me.
1: It's ten yards.
0: Ten yards. There you go. There you go. Um. Then basically it's it's a it's a free it's it's a, like a toss up basically. So it, it, as long as you kick it that far, like you can you can field the ball. Uh, so it, it's it's basically a 50-50 chance of you know maybe not fifty fifty, but basically there there's a there's a chance that you can field the ball uh, for yourself. So it, usually it's not in your favor to do that. You know otherwise teams would do this like just. <laughs> all the time so yeah. th- there's usually like a high chance that the other team is going to field the ball field the ball and they're gonna have like way better field position so yes. basically the only way you the only time you do this is like if you're down and like it's towards the end of the game and like you you absolutely need like a, a score to win the game or for the Saints and it's a Super Bowl you just think uh, the other team isn't going to expect it but anyway Um sure. But, uh, but so it's, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, a neat comeback mechanic, uh, in football.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, probably out of the three major American sports, it's probably the most exciting of the three because the other two are kind of boring. The, yeah. I,
0: I, I was, I was going to yeah. mention the basketball one and how, yeah. 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 but Oof. yes,
1: um, you know, another thing too is, uh, you know, um, for anybody who's not familiar with football, you know, you might want to read into it and stuff. You know, you'll hear one of the biggest cliches in football is, you know, field position is everything, win the field position battle. And, you know, you're – with doing the onside kick, you're you're giving up the field position, you know, trying to – you'll hear pin them back, which is, you know, pin them on the other side of the field and they have to go – they have to go 100 yards down the field, which is – it's you know, not easy. Right. But, you know, if you do the onside kick, you're purposely giving up that advantage of, you know, just being able to pin them back and maybe get the ball back yourself. And also too, if the ball goes out of bounds during a kickoff, it's a penalty on the team who kicked and then the other team gets gets it at the forty yard line, which that's basically really good. So, you know, there's a lot of risk doing an onside <laughs> right. kick. It's basically one hundred percent desperation, hmm. like Brad said. But if you get it, you recover. You know, momentum's definitely on your side, yeah. and it's definitely very exciting to watch if you actually, you know, if if it's successful. So
0: yeah, I, I mean, I I can remember just a couple times where like it, it worked, it paid off, and like oh my god, it's
1: incredible. Yep. no but, question. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you pretty much every time
0: you do it, desperation or balls of steel. So yep.
1: you look amazed. It's one of those things where it looks amazing when it works, and you look like an idiot when it doesn't. So
0: yeah. Just like going forward on a fourth down and everything. Let's let's get the basketball one out of the way just because like it is an example. It's not a great example. Well, I mean it's a good example, but the mechanic itself, not so great. But um, yeah. So like in basketball, like there's a, there's a shot clock. So you can basically only hold on to the ball for 24 seconds. So basically, if, if one team is ahead, you know, let's say they're up 10 points, you know, with a minute or two to go, they basically just like hold on to the ball for their entire possession. Uh, and the other team just doesn't get enough possessions to score and win the game. So what ends up happening is to come back. They intentionally foul the, uh, the team that's ahead, uh, which forces them to shoot free throws. You know, and hopefully they only make one or two uh, you know miss both of them, or only make one, uh, and and then that that forces a change in possession, and then you know you can assuming assuming they make the second one, like it's it's automatic a uh, change of possession, so you, you can get the ball back. Uh, but you know, it's it's basically almost you're almost giving the other team guaranteed points, but you're you're hoping that you can march down the floor or run down the floor it's not football run down the floor and uh you know basically get get more points than uh they are able to with their free throws
1: yes um this is a this is what i would call a comeback mechanic that's taking advantage of the rules um it's
0: yeah right not
1: very interesting but you know (laughs) i i you know it's one of those things and i've heard a I've heard coaches talk about it and I, I agree with because I've been in, you know, competitive situations. You know, it's uh it's one of those things where it's like they may not like doing it personally and everything and it may look very horrible stylistically into a casual observer. But when your job is to win games and this is allowed to you by the rules, then you're gonna do it. Right. Right. And uh, you know, <laughs> Brad and I, God knows Brad and I have plenty of examples of, in our competitive days, it's like, you know, I should not attack here for 30 seconds and just not even be close to the opponent and win because of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. hey, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. Hey,
0: I mean, that's how, uh, funny legend Justin Wong, that's how he, uh, made his right. mark. What is first Evo by just running away with Storm, just yep. attacking the sky and not being anywhere near the action, just running out the clock for minutes on end and just... Oh, it's terrible. Yep. it's horrible. But you know, terrible. I mean, hey, it's what he should have done. It won for him, and I mean, if right. Capcom made a game that that rewarded that kind of behavior, I mean, that's uh, that's that's what you're gonna get. You know, it, it's it's a, it's a classic case of don't hate the player, hate the
1: game. And you know, it, the. Um... The thing about this, what Brad is describing—the free throws, you know, forcing free throws—is you know the NBA, the governing association of pro basketball, said, "Hey, uh, yeah, we need to probably fix this because this is not what we want our game to be." So, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see, uh, but right now, you know, it's legal and it's definitely a viable comeback, you know, method in, in basketball.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. They'll fix it in a uh, NBA two, like they reinvent yes. yeah i mean i, I was gonna yes. say like uh the, the fact that uh you know justin wong won without runaway storm that, that's a big reason like they changed that mechanic in uh marvel vs capcom 3 uh yeah basically with him running away like he would just like whiff moves to you know build meter which you could use to uh do super moves to kind of further stall the game but in marvel vs capcom 3 they made it so like you have to make contact you have to block something you have to hit something in order to build meter so
1: yeah uh, or call
0: morgan but yeah
1: yeah, well, if you look at, you know, Marvel 2 to Marvel 3, and then uh, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike to Street Fighter 4, the those earlier games both had the mechanic that Brad's talking about. You can just whiff normal moves to build meter, and, you know, Street Fighter 3 has the same kind of – it has the same problem with people just standing full screaming with each other, just sitting there whiffing moves to build super meter. And it's like, oh, man, this is so interesting, you know? <laughs> And it's, it, you know, to the casual observer, anybody, even, you know, me, who I know a fair amount the, about Street Fighter 3, I'm just like, yeah, this is kind of boring. Yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And, and I think it's the same situation in, in basketball. You know, it's like even people who are very familiar with the game, you know, know all the yeah. all the ins and outs of it. Do not care for uh, watching a free throw contest. At, at, not many know, people the- do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's uh yeah you know I I think uh, what was the third one you were gonna mention you said like three major sports what was was oh the
1: the softest one is baseball yeah the the softest comeback mechanic is baseball and it's just an intentional walk and it's very it's very soft right
0: yeah yeah
1: I mean it's very it's very hard to say and then you know I guess I guess even a softer one. I don't know. It's probably about the same level of comeback mechanic. It's pretty weak, but um, if you're the home team in baseball, <laughs> you get if it's the bottom of the ninth on, you win if you score a run.
0: Uh, and yeah,
1: away team doesn't have a chance, but mm. they're very. I think out of all of them, it's pretty. You know, there's not a lot of comeback mechanics in baseball. Yeah. Comeback mechanic in baseball is home run or a good bullpen, depending on if you're winning or losing. So,
0: yeah, or the crowd. You know, the, S-
1: facility, getting you yeah. into it. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a silly game.
0: Uh, I, you know, oh, just off the top of my head, uh, I, I do think hockey has pretty good comeback mechanics. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's like a five on five game. Yeah. And so I usually play like four people out to, uh, you know, out and stuff. about and then you have a goalie but you know towards the end of a game like if someone's losing like they'll just pull the goalie and put it yep. put a, a fifth attacker uh, so awesome. on the ice so- yeah yeah you know just like it's I mean just like like playoff hockey when it's like they got the they got the camera of the goalie like are they gonna pull him? are they gonna pull it? You know, it's just you're, you're waiting to see if he goes and if they're gonna put a fifth man on the ice and uh, like it's it's exciting you know it's just Dem- it is yeah cuz like you're you're leaving like your net just like wide open just like yeah. if anything goes wrong Great. like and they they get past the uh you know they get past you like it, it's a free goal for them which is huge in hockey
1: yeah it's not good and uh i don't even know if there's a comeback potential in soccer so
0: oh uh bribe the officials i don't anyway uh, sure. yeah i am allowed to make that joke because fifa is incredibly corrupt but <laughs> there you go anyway yeah. anyway um so why don't we uh just just kind of put a little bow on this why don't, why don't we talk about the opposite of comeback mechanics which are snowball mechanics oh yeah definitely so yeah i mean basically these are you know which basically these are we're ahead, now let's get more ahead, and let's get more ahead and let's get even more ahead and let's just stomp out any hope that the other the other team or player is going to make any kind of comeback. And I think we can agree these for the most part these are not not very very entertaining to watch for uh, for the audience.
1: Not really. Or to be on the receiving end of. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I wouldn't think that would be fun either. But Yeah. yeah. Oh go ahead. Did you have one?
1: no i was gonna let you go oh okay
0: uh the the, the one i was going to mention was a uh, marvel vs. capcom 2 uh the the uh the predecessor of vs. capcom 3 which i know it just blew everyone's mind i i know that's uh, a huge revelation but basically I, this was also a three on three fighting game uh you know, where, you know, you kill one character, kill two, kill three, and then that's that's the game. Uh, but this didn't have X-Factor, so mm-hmm. basically once you would kill one of the characters, they, they would that would result in, you know, just them not only having that life bar, you know, that, that character, but they would also lose the utility from having that extra character. Uh, so it's. I mean, basically, you you would have assists. Uh, you know, normally you'd be able to call that character. It's an assist, and he'd be able to help out during the fight, even if he's not on the not on the field or whatever, whatever we call it. Uh, but if you actually kill that character, then you know that that's kind of the wheels coming off at that point.
1: Yeah, I I thought you were actually going to mention guard breaks. When oh, yeah,
0: yeah that but, that definitely qualifies. Yeah, but
1: uh, yeah, um marvel 2 was a was a great game uh, you know i th- i'm glad you mentioned that about marvel 2 because i have i have a snowball mechanic <laughs> that's in the lieu of the marvel style and it's actually in a street fighter game called street fighter alpha 3 and um there's a snowball mechanic quite literally that's called um i'm sure people have heard of and maybe not but um there's a concept in fighting games that's called an infinite combo. Oh, yeah. And essentially yeah, yeah. what happens is you're 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 hitting this combo and if the person doing the combo does it correctly, it, it never stops, right? They can just mm. keep on doing it, you know, to infinity. Mm. Um, well, in Alpha 3, in Street Fighter Alpha 3, there's certain characters that if you hit uh if you hit a certain combo, they can do what's called a crouch cancel infinite which you don't need to know it's getting you know way too technical but basically you can just do one move over and over and over and it just you just timed out opponents right so um that's quite literally the definition of a snowball mechanic because you've got one hit done and what happens is there's a um there's a mode in street fighter alpha 3 that allows you to do custom combos which a real quick explanation of that is you activate it you get the shadows on you and then you can Um, combo like your normal punches and kicks a certain way that you wouldn't be able to outside of that mode well what happens is you you did these infinites at the end of those combos and you also always started the round with a hundred percent gauge so you could just do it immediately and it was over so that's
0: that's fantastic now
1: i i I didn't get into uh, (laughs) so
0: why isn't this game played anymore i i I, I,
1: well and you know brad you're really going to enjoy this and people (laughs) who've played older fighting games you're going to love this and you'll know this too but yeah these were only accessible to the two-player side for whatever reason the first player side couldn't do it so good work capcom anyway uh yeah so that to me that's like number one snowball mechanic something (laughs) like that where you know you have no hope of getting out of it um and you know i can't imagine why people don't like that game yeah yeah, uh, Right. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Like infinite combos and fighting games are 100 percent snowball. Yeah, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, de- definitely, and yeah, um, yeah.
1: You know, depending on what pro player or players you talk about in Heroes of the Storm, some maps are more snowbally than others. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, um, Blackheart's Bay. Yeah, Blackheart's Bay. Chris Hollow. Uh, I've read a lot that's. I mean, Snow uh, Tomb of the Spider Queen is just. You know a lot of people think that once you get going on that it's it's game over i don't Mm. know if i necessarily agree with that yeah i i don't i I think other maps are more Blackheart's bay to me is the number one like well it's over yeah pretty much the the map mechanic in that is very powerful (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah which which uh you know I, i mean in that game like destroying structures like Gives you experience, which helps you get a lead. So, mm-hmm. you know, basically, if you can secure the map objective, and you know, give this, give this old pirate captain Blackheart some coins, which you gather it from the map. You know, you, you win a fight, give them coins. You know, you've won the fight. You're you're ahead as a result of that. You, you give them the coins. They blow up structures, and that puts you even more ahead. And then the other team is just they basically have like no way to come back, really.
1: Yeah, and the the structure of that map is. It might be, in my opinion, it is. Out of all the maps in the game, it's very much you can avoid team fights very easily. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, there, there's there's not a lot. You know, you, you basically have to really force the action if you're losing. Mm. And you know, as Brad said, if you've got the coins, you've got the experience, it keeps on going. It's gonna be, you're like, oh wow, we just <laughs> lost because you know we haven't done really anything and they've destroyed all our structures, gained all this XP, so on and so forth. You're you're in a big hole quick. In that
0: yep. map, I'm yep. sure. Yeah. No you uh, just group up and play a nice game of death ball, five man mm. death ball. Exactly. Yeah. Just,
1: just do it. Yeah,
0: and, and uh, one more, uh, and, and this is the last example I want. I wanted to to mention, um, which which I can do because I I've already angered the Quake Three community enough, uh, so <laughs> can keep doing it. And plus, I, I just uh, you know I just threw a game I played for ten years, Morums Capcom Two under under the bus, so. I can certainly do it with Quake Three, but uh, you know, I, I mean, Quake Three. I, I really feel like that's a, that's a huge example of a snowball mechanics too. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is you know, it's a first person shooter. You know, and we're most talking one on one mode here, uh, dueling. Um, but you know, it's it's like once you once you're able to like get get that first kill. Then you can start establishing map control. So you know, then you can you know grab the mega health to you know give you far more health than the other person uh, is going to have when they respawn after you kill them. Yeah, great job uh you know then you go grab armor and so like basically once you get that first kill you get to you know basically go, go around the map grab all these items you know grab all the weapons and just really fortify yourself as uh you know just this absolute beast and like basically like you're, you're in total control like you have a huge advantage at that point and there's yeah. really no way for the other player to get back into it and that, that's why I mean, uh, t- to me that's like the number one thing i think that's hurt uh you know, kind of competitive, uh, or, or, or competitive, and also kind of like casual viewing of, uh, you know, Quake Three and uh, you know these other kind of uh, arena shooters.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I've you know I didn't play it competitively, but I I've played enough Quake Three in my day to you know everyone's probably been under receiving to that. And yeah, you know, it's not fun. I, it's really. I, fun. I, I, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, I feel like you know certain FPSs, it's just like. You know, th- you get the sense of hopelessness pretty easily. It's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing I can do. I'm yeah, just, dead. just feeding. You know, completely. Right. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. I can do. um yeah. you know, this is a not a very competitive example, but you know, the thing I think about was I played a ton of a uh, Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 in college, and that they have a perk system that you know, as you get more kills, you get these. get access to these different you know upgrades like you can get like a like a harrier jet can come by and shoot people and kills well the way that it worked in that game was that anything any kills that your perk got counted towards your total kill count to get more perks right so you could just Mm -hmm. you could get like you know there was just there's obvious perks to take in a line to get, right? And then they just add up, add up, and then when you get 25 kills in a row in that game, you get your ultimate perk, and then uh, one of those was a, was a nuke that it went off and you just won the game. So, like, you know, you could sit there and play, and there's one guy who's really good, gets 25 kills, done. It's like Jeez. matches over in two minutes. It's like, why am I playing this? Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. She's... That's definite snowball. And mm-hmm. they removed that in later games. They took away the perks counting towards your kill streak. Cause it was way too good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I have to say that that game was so much fun. Cause it was, <laughs> there was so much broken stuff in that game. Right. I, I if, Probably fun. Stuff. If you're,
0: uh, if you're the one who's snowball lean, but.
1: Oh yeah. No question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a snowball. That um, yeah, it was it was bad.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me to to hear that to hear that they're kind of trying to remove that. <laughs> they I mean, I,
1: removed I, it from the game. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, snowballing. I, I think for the most part, is definitely something you want to avoid. I, I mean, even it seems like most rules are are kind of designed to either incentivize comebacks or or at least prevent snowballing. Kind of um, yeah. Yeah, like in football, it's like once you score, you know, you kick the ball to the other team. Like you give them the ball, now they have a chance to score. Like if it was like you score and then like you rewarded for that, like you get the ball again. Like I mean, like the game would be ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there has to be there has to be some sort of competitive balance, right? Because mm-hmm. it's just if someone just was like, oh, you 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 know, you won the first opening whatever round or whatever game, it's like oh, you can continue to win. It's just like well. Not really much point of playing a competitive game. You, you, you'd have game.
0: you'd have Quake Three if you did that. You, anyway,
1: I. <laughs> you never got to play the game. It's just like, oh, right. am I playing against Zero and Marvel Three? Anyway, yeah. I, um, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not bitter, though. So. Oh God that
0: that 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 little Maverick Hunter ended my Marvel career. So.
1: Yeah. Well, you're not the only one. A lot of people. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, that's that that yeah that that
1: little.
0: Uh, that, that character was the, the definition of snowballing so it's like once he gets that kill or you know once he gets a hit he kills the first character and then the second character comes in and then he has like incoming mix-ups so it's like you're at a disadvantage when you're coming in so like he's likely to land that hit on a second character and then on etc uh, etc et
1: you know i i think uh. the kind of to kind of tie it all up you know you You know, we talked about comeback mechanics earlier on, and, you know, if they feel weak, then they just don't even feel like they should be there. But on the flip side, if they're too powerful, it's just like, wow, you know, what's the point of even having momentum established? (laughs) What's the point
0: of winning if, like, you're so much more powerful coming back? You know,
1: like a comeback mechanic with, uh, you know, some amount of snowball, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, snowballing is, I don't know. I feel like snowballing is probably a little bit easier to see. Like, it's probably a little bit easier to balance. Because it's mm. just like, oh, well, yeah, obviously if we just did this. right? And the comeback mechanic is, you know, there's a lot of shades of gray, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. In, in my opinion. Just yeah. Not from a game developer point of view, but from, you know, someone who's played games with multiple comeback mechanics over the years. I mean, you know, I, I think i don't know I, I think a lot of people like the idea of snowball mechanics in theory because they are like yeah i want to win more you know i'm i'm benefiting right. winning right. and then yeah you know the first right. time you're on the other side of it, it's like man this is totally stupid so <laughs> you know I, I think i think comeback mechanics if they're done really well it, it's great because it adds a lot of interest to the game you know a lot of life a lot of reason you know to keep playing it while snowball mechanics if they're too powerful it's kills the game pretty quickly right yeah so
0: it, it uh it makes the game
1: boring for the audience and exactly yeah, yeah. we all we care about viewership now so yeah that's yep. that's what we want
0: yeah and it's also going to make it boring for the people playing it too the the, the people on the receiving end of a smoke snow, snowballing they're they're going to tune out once that once that ball gets rolling and uh probably the people who are snowballing like it's probably fun for a while but i don't think it would kind of get boring after a while just you know Agreed. Yeah. Once it gets going, it's like, all right, we, we went again. Yawn. Don't, exactly. don't really have to pay attention for the rest of the match.
1: The auto, the autopilot, as you said. Yep. Yep. No question. Yep.
0: All right. So that was our discussion on comeback mechanics. A couple things to wrap up real quick. Iron Galaxy is indeed the developer of Killer Instinct. They're also the developers of Divekick. I was thinking they were the developers of Skullgirls, but it's actually Divekick. So, gotta get my indie fighting game developer straight. So, there you go. Before we go, we did mention that internally, here's the Storm was referred to as a hero brawler by Blizzard. And I actually found the clip that we were referring to with the Lost Vikings referring to the game as a hero brawler. And it's pretty hilarious, so let's let's play that right now.
1: Seventeen years of nothing, and they bring us back for a MOBA. Ha, figures. It's not the MOBA, it's a hero brawler! Hero brawler, however he you made that up! Nope, but Blizzard sure did! Ugh, you guys are so getting us fired, do you know that?
0: That is, that is outstanding. There is no way that is not in the top five, just best things ever. Anyway, that is going to do it for us this week. We'll be back next week with the new episode. Until then, thank you for listening, and take care.